Good morning, and welcome to my podcast, Riffing with Ralph. My first and only warning is that if you do not like to hear the word fuck, this podcast may not be for you. It is a favorite word of mine. Who the fuck is Ralph? Ralph's an 80-year-old gentleman, a grateful American, a Jew, sober for 36 years, and a metal artist and a guy who has wrestled with man's inhumanity to man for 70 of his 80 years on this planet. My episodes will drop on the 1st and 15th of each month. The following are 10 topics I intend to address in the future episodes. I hope they resonate with you also. They're not in any specific order. Number 1. Tolerance. The way I look at tolerance for our differences, our hoods are no longer required attire. The time of our religious neighbors donning and doffing their protective white gear has run its course. On a daily basis, be it in the halls of Congress, TV, print, media, radio, or personal electronic devices, the new mantra in our country is, fuck tolerance. Number two, addiction. The disease of addiction, be it from alcohol, drugs, gambling, food, work, or sex, wants you dead. The disease grabs you by the throat and won't let go until there's no air left to expire from your lungs and your heart is no longer ticking. There are only three alternatives for a real alcoholic who won't stop. Jail, mental institutions, and death. Alcoholism was declared a disease in 1966. It is not a moral issue. Addiction is a motherfucker. Three. The scourge of anti-Semitism. What the fuck is that about? Here's a quote that has slithered into today's current headlines. And I quote, The extermination of the white race is the goal of our adversaries. End quote. The founder of the neo-Nazi group Aryan Nations, Richard G. Butler, preached this gospel over 38 years ago. In this podcast, I will personally escort you on an abbreviated stroll down memory lane for over 2,000 years of Jew hatred, Judenhass, the term used before the scientific-sounding word of anti-Semitism was introduced in 1879. 4. Private industry to the rescue. Private industry to the rescue, and I say not. Right now, approximately 110,000 people, 8% of all incarcerated people, are in private prisons. Approximately 26,000 of the 73% of all people in immigration detention are confined to private-run facilities. The biz is booming. Soon, our corporate commandos, with their millions in lobbying power, could take over our schools, police, and more more military operations. 5. 
equal time for art and music and sports. Art and music should not take a back seat to sports in the school curriculum, be it in grammar school or high school. Sports certainly are an integral part of education, not only physically, but also mentally, for all that sports brings to most individuals, but not at the expense of art and music. Who knows, maybe in the future the MVP might not be the quarterback, the halfback, the fullback, end or tackle, but might be the trumpet player or drum player, all the while the cheerleaders are doing cartwheels and flips for them. 6. Meditation I believe meditation should be taught in schools at an early age. Meditation has been practiced in all religions, religiosity and religious dogma dogma not included. As most of us are speeding through life without taking the time to nurture or take care of ourselves, meditation offers our brains a rest and has the ability to alleviate stress. Number seven, medical marijuana. I think that's fucking bullshit. It would be more honest to call it pot for the privileged. In my mind, true honesty would be the federal and state legalization for all Americans to have access to the many benefits of marijuana. Eight, Contemporary religion should be taught in school. This has the potential to, to eliminate the dislike of the, of the unlike. This is not to replace any parental lessons on religion that children get from their most important teachers, their parents. I believe if Jimmy, Johnny, Susan, or Mary were taught what their neighbors believes in there would be more respect for one another. Number nine, a new domestic peace corps to incubate new ideas possibly called the capitalistic crusaders. Presently, business schools set up teams to solve problems, whether marketing, production, financial, as a teaching tool. I propose these schools use this team approach to utilize their students to come up with solutions for their own cities and rural areas. This would be an excellent approach instead of throwing money at them, which we see has not worked. It would be a worthwhile endeavor. What do you think? And 10. Medical care for all. Some say this is being socialist or even saying that it smacks of being pinko communist for wanting medical care for everybody. Well, what about the people who are working in fast food restaurants that are now earning with all their big raises 14, 15, or 17 bucks an hour? Maybe they are married with a kid or two, trying to pay the rent, trying to feed the family, put shoes on the kids, and cannot take care of their medical needs. I don't know how how I, we, look at each other or look at ourselves in the mirror and say what kind of fucking wonderful human beings are we 
that our neighbors and friends do not get health care, what do we say? Fuck them? If we look at it honestly and openly and discuss it, not as red states or blue states, but as humanitarian states, maybe we will come to a different position. About 13 years ago, I came up with the idea to address this conundrum, that being man's inhumanity to man, through a series of sculptures using religious symbols. I chose three religions most people could relate to, certainly not minimizing in any way Hinduism or Buddhism. For Judaism, using the Star of David made out of stainless steel. For Christianity, using the cross made out of copper. And for Islam, it's the crescent moon made out of brass. I believe for thousands of years, religious wars have been waged because each one says they have the only fucking way to salvation, enlightenment, and of course, the only direct path to heaven. All others going to their rich rewards of hell, big H. Those wars are still going on today, as well as the wars within each religion by differing factions, all killing each other in the name of God. Here are three of my designs. The first is named Monument to a Higher Power. I envision a tremendous mound of broken symbols, broken crosses, crescent moons, and Star of Davids. A second one, named Equal Rights and Justice, is depicted by the famous sculpture Lady Justice, which dates back to ancient Roman art. Lady Justice, who is blindfolded, holds a set of scales and a sword. I envision this sculpture with all the broken religious symbols mounted on one scale, and on the other scale will be broken bodies, heavy-duty shit. But that's how I view what is going on in our world, heavy-duty shit. The third is called Neighbors, made up of a spiral. The symbol starts small, and as they progress around the spiral, they increase in size. A picture of the Marquette, that being a model for a larger piece of sculpture, can be seen on my website, ralphberger.com, in the About the Artist section. Neighbors could be a stimulus for adults and children to meet and learn. Without the knowledge of what people unlike oneself believe, we often default to suspicion and fear, which may lead to hatred and warfare, death. In my opinion, neighbors exemplifies the ultimate relationship for which mankind strives, to live harmoniously. My dream is that this sculpture will remind each of us to live this desire, Let's find and share common denominators to enable us to better respect each other and possibly live in peace with one another. Is it possible? Do we have to disrespect, dis, shit on, lie to, and kill each other because of the dislike of the unlike? Is it possible to synthesize all religion's most important principle, to love and treat each other as we would want the same love and respect for ourselves. 
I did not invent the golden rule. Could we live in that principle? Let's travel this road together and help each other make it happen. If we could take a millisecond to recognize that we've been taught differently, maybe we might be able to develop the capacity to be better listeners before we open our mouths to share our opinions. Certainly I'm working on that. Am I a fucking dreamer? In closing, I would like to share this prayer with you. My mother had it on the refrigerator in her house. The author is Marie Lenard. Give us great dreams, O God, while thou art giving, and keep the end. It's enough if we live by the hope, nor falter in the living, that lures us on from dust to dignity. I thank you for your time.